Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Hello, everyone. This is episode number 51 of the Delve Into Money podcast. I mentioned last week that we're going to start a new format, so I wanted to give you an update on that. This week and next week, we will be keeping the same old format, but in two weeks, which is the one-year anniversary in episode number 53, we're going to go to a slightly different format. We're going to be changing this podcast to be named Frameworks and Finance. And we're going to talk about different frameworks, personal and business, and finance, business and personal. So we're going to mostly focus on the personal finance side of finance versus business, because that's a little bit easier to talk about in a podcast. But I wanted to give you that heads up, be looking out for that. We're probably going to talk about both frameworks and finance in some episodes. Some episodes will focus solely on frameworks. Some will focus on finance. And then my goal going forward is to have one interview a month. So if you have someone that you think would be interesting to interview, reach out to me by emailing me at kwh at curtishanny.com or by going to Twitter and DMing me on that platform. So without further ado, today I want to talk about how to track your net worth and why you should track your net worth. And this is something that shouldn't really need explaining, but the reality is anything that gets tracked gets improved. If we're not tracking our net worth, if we're not tracking our progress, it's easy for things to get in a hand. For a long time, I did not track my net worth. I just saw it as something that wasn't super important because I knew that my goals were way down the line. But today I'm going to give you nine reasons that you should track your net worth and hopefully this will be convincing and get you to start on this process. So number one, it tells you your overall financial health. A good or really good net worth takes all the big things you own, subtracts the things you owe, and gets you to a number. This number is one of the two and maybe three numbers that really matter the most, right? Because you have your net worth matters. You want to see that going up. You want to see that increasing year over year. You want to see what your income is and you want to see what your expenses is. You could really break that down into net worth and then cash flow for the year and you could get it down to two numbers. And so the idea is, is that you want to have more income than expenses And then you want that excess to go into something that's going to generate wealth for you in the future. And so net worth is the one thing that really tells you your overall financial health. Because if you have debts that are bigger than your assets, then that's going to tell you that your financial health isn't very good. 
Number two, it helps you focus on the long term. It's really easy to get focused on our needs today, what we want to buy, the things that we want, the new job that we want, whatever it is in the short term. It's easy to just think about what we want today. So by focusing on your net worth, by looking at your net worth, looking at how it grows year over year, and then trying to project that out, trying to project out what do you think I'm going to earn? What will that allow me to invest in the future? And it'll give you a good idea of where you can be in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And if you have a good idea of where you're going to be in 40 years or in 10 years, whatever time horizon you're looking at, it helps you make better decisions today. And you see this and it's kind of a little bit of a meme in that people will say that $5 coffee today is going to cost you how much ever money uh, it's going to cost you in 20 years. So do you want that coffee, right? And that's a little bit of a meme. It's a little bit overblown, but it can help you make the bigger decisions. For example, if you're trying to decide on a car and you only say have $15,000 saved up and you're trying to decide, well, should we do the payment or not? Maybe you have nothing saved up and you're trying to decide, do I need to get rid of my 200,000 mile car or do I want a new one? And in your mind, it's telling you, I want a new one. I want a new one. I want a new one. But the reality is, is that that decision is going to affect the long-term projection. So it helps you look at your financial decisions on a longer time horizon than we typically do. In the same way, expanding on that, number three is it helps improve your decision-making because the needs that we have today or wants that we have today with that car are going to seem very close in front of you. But when we can zoom out and we can look at our overall financial health, that's going to help you make better decisions. Number four, it's going to help you manage your career. And there's a few directions you can go on this. The first one is you can check your projections for the long term and see where you are. That will help you determine, do I want to take that higher stress job because I want to, to pile up more cash for my retirement? Or do I want to pull back on my career? Do I want to focus on my family? Because if you saved a lot early, you can now make that decision later on in your career. can also help you identify, maybe I should change careers. Maybe the earning potential isn't high enough for me to reach my goals. So maybe I need to change careers. Maybe I need to go from, from working for the man to being an entrepreneur because it increases my ability to improve my cash flow, which will help me invest more in the future. Number five, it's going to help you measure your progress. And this is super, super important because there's so many stats, so many things out there that show the things that get measured get done. I've started measuring a six core habits this year, and I can tell you that measuring those habits has made my progress more consistent. The reality is is that if we aren't measuring it, it's easy for a year, two years, three years to go down the road and for us to have made no progress. And it's that stagnation or even that going backwards that really hurts us in the long term. Because if we can consistently keep piling up, then we have a higher likelihood of success. Because when you stop, it's that's much harder 
to restart. So we want to measure our progress because measuring our progress is going to help us make more consistent progress, which is going to lead to better results. Number six, we want to organize our investments. When we don't have a net worth tracking spreadsheet, it can be very easy for you to forget what investments you have or what investments you've made. I've actually done this in the past. So I had not kept a real formal net worth process. Uh, I had just used um, a website, Personal Capital, and I'd checked in on it every once in a while. But I, I then I forgot my login. I had to restart an account or I deleted the account or whatever. And when I went back in, I added all these things in and then I said, okay, this is what my net worth is. And then I went back to it a couple of years later and I realized I had forgot some things that I'd owned. Specifically, I'd forgot that I'd purchased some gold and silver back in the day. And so I had a couple thousand dollars of gold and silver. And this is just a really small example, but there's proof in the pudding that People forget accounts all the time. They forget the account exists and then that money disappears. You see this by, you can go to different states' websites and you can look for for lost assets, for assets that weren't claimed, whether that's wages, whether that's accounts that were abandoned. And people forget this stuff all the time. So by keeping the net worth tracker, you're keeping a closer eye on your investments. What this also helps you do is it helps you that if you made an investment decision in the past and you realize that based off something that you've learned today, that that was not an ideal decision, you can now change that decision because you've kept a close eye on that account. If you forget about that account, maybe it goes to zero. Maybe you invested in a single stock before you knew that you shouldn't do that without research or without consistent check-ins. And you realize, oh, shoot, I'm still in this stock. And so when you've learned that lesson, you can now go to that account and you can put it in an index fund because then you don't have to touch it again. And then you can just track it once a year and figure out where you are and what your progress is. And so it's important that we track and keep track of our investment accounts, whether that's an actual account, whether that's a physical asset, whatever that looks like. We want to put them because it helps us stay organized. Number seven, it's going to help us as we set goals. We should all be setting long-term and short-term goals. We've talked about it in this podcast in the past, how we want to go five to 10 years out, set those goals, maybe even further, depending on what goals you have. And then once we've done that, we want to back those down to three and one-year goals. And then we want to back even the one-year goals down to quarterly, and then our weekly plan. And so by tracking our net worth, we can set a goal out there and we can compare that goal to the other goals that we have. And we can see, do these goals compete? Will this goal stop me from hitting my financial goals? If it does, maybe you want to make that sacrifice, but that's something that you want to look at. We've talked about as a couple, Samantha potentially going back to school at some point, and we talked about that goal. And it was through looking at our long-term goals, looking at our financial goals that we realized based off of the things 
the other goals that we have based off the things that we're doing. She thought she wanted to go back to school immediately, but in reality, there wasn't a reason to rush that. So it's allowed us to save a little bit more money, put that towards investments, where before we would have had to invest that in schooling. And so by knowing what your financial goals are, by knowing where you are in the numbers, you can now make better, more informed decisions with your other goals. Number eight, it helps you focus on you. Now, there are a number of things out there that will show you this is what your net worth should be at this date and time. And these can be helpful for seeing where you are or where you should be or could be with your peers. But the reality is you do not need to know that information. All you need to know to know about retirement is know what's the 4% rule, right? So if you have $100,000, 4% of that is $4,000 a year. And if you use the 4% rule, you know that the 4% rule means that you can pull out 4% of your investments once you get to a normal retirement age, which is 65-ish. And if you pull out 4% every year based off that initial starting amount, you should not run out of money. So once you know the 4% rule, all you have to do is guesstimate what your lifestyle will look like, adjust your annual expense. So say right now you live on 40000 but you know you're going to want to travel. So you say, in today's dollars, I want to live on $50,000 when I'm 65. So if we take that $50,000 and we divide it by 0.04. That means we have to have 1.25 million when we get to retirement age. And the reality is the net worth of those around you does not matter if you are piling up enough cash, or sorry, shouldn't be cash, definitely shouldn't be cash if you're piling up enough investments for your future. I like to be conservative, right? Because I may think I want to live on 50,000 now. So we'll pile up more than that just so we don't put ourselves in a hard spot at that point. But this is just a thought experiment that we're going through. And so we want to focus on us. And so if we keep that net worth, we can then focus on our annual progress, look year over year and see how we're doing, see what it looks like. And then once we do that, it will help us focus on ourselves versus hope focus on comparing against other. The reality is, is our goals are our goals. And so I would encourage you to use this net worth tracker to track you and you alone. And the last one, and maybe one of the most important reasons is it helps us be motivated. It provides motivation for those times when we're struggling provides motivation when we're getting close to our goals to push even a little bit harder. It provides motivation because the reality is, is wealth building is a lifelong pursuit. In things that are a lifelong pursuit, it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to get discouraged. It's very easy to get off track. And tracking this net worth will help provide you the motivation to either step your game up if you're behind where you want to be, or it will provide you the motivation to push to that next goal, to keep 
focused on that next goal, provide you that motivation to continue on the journey. And I think that honestly is the most important thing today is the reality is consistency wins in the long term. And if we're talking about becoming a millionaire, if we're talking about retirement, it's consistently piling up the money and investing it and being consistent in how we put that into accounts, being consistent in how we honestly just keep doing the boring things. And if we keep doing the boring things, eventually we're going to get there. And so that's what I want to leave you with today is net worth tracking is a way to stay motivated. So let's talk about how we track our net worth. And and I mentioned one tool, personal capital. There's another tool, you need a budget, which is a great budgeting tool. They also have a net worth section as well. And I've used both personal capital and you need a budget. I also have my own personal net worth spreadsheet. It's not complicated. It's pretty simple, but it's helpful as I go down the line. So I will provide links to all three of those resources, but really net worth tracking is pretty easy. It's going to be your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. So when we talk about assets, we're talking about the things that hold value. So those assets are going to be your house. Those things are going to be uh, your investment accounts. So if you have money in crypto, if you have money in a 401k and a Roth IRA and a taxable investment account, cash is going to be an asset. You could add vehicles in an asset. I typically don't like to just because they they kind of will go down to zero, but you can absolutely add them. If you have a liability, it's helpful to have the asset on there as well because it helps you see, are you underwater? Do you owe more than the car or the vehicle is worth? So that can be helpful to look at. You can also include kind of hobby assets. So if you're someone who has a lot of guns or something that has a lot of value, that's going to retain value. And that's what we're asking. What is going to retain value? And if those guns or whatever hobby asset you have, if you're a collector of cards, if you're a collector of figurines, of cars, whatever that looks like, if it's going to retain value, I would put a conservative number on your net worth. Because if you were to liquidate all your stuff, it'd be worth something today. The simplest way to track though is to look Add up your cash, add up your investment accounts, add up your house. And those are the three elements that are really key to your net worth. They're going to make the biggest dent. They're really what I would call the big rocks. So next we want to look at liabilities and what liabilities do you have? And when I'm talking about liabilities, we've mentioned the house. And so you're probably going to have a mortgage. And so you want to include the balance of that mortgage in your liabilities. You could also include credit card expenses. So if you had specific expenses that were high on a credit card and you think it makes a difference, I, you could include those as well. But generally, liabilities are going to be any loans, student loans, house, vehicle loans. Those are going to be the big rocks that you have when you talk about liabilities. So once you've added all that up together, you want to subtract that number from your assets and you get to your net worth. Please just, I'm sure this 
this verbal description is, is a little bit confusing, but just know it's not that hard. Personal capital, YNAB, uh, you needed a budget. You can just plug your accounts in and it'll sync your accounts with those apps. So it's really, really nice. I will provide my Excel spreadsheet as well because I enjoy that tracking method. I think the physical filling of the spreadsheet out has been helpful. It's been tactile. I was using personal capital for a long time, but I just found that I would get overwhelmed by everything that was in there and I didn't keep as close an eye on things as I do with the spreadsheet. So I want to thank you so much for joining today, for being a part of this podcast community. I'll ask you, I don't ask this very much because I think if the content is good enough, you're going to go share it with people that you know. But I'm coming up on a year, so I have this week and next week. So if you know someone that you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them because they're going to get the new format almost immediately upon joining. And I think it's going to provide them a lot of value. I ask you to do this because I'm closing in on 10,000 downloads and I need more downloads these last two weeks to really be able to get over that before I reach my one year anniversary. And that'd be such a cool gift to reach 10,000 downloads in year one of the podcast. We've only got two short weeks to do that. So please share this with someone that you know. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week will lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. We'll see you next week.